Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. God is so good. He's so wonderful. I'm so excited. This is um, our first time in our studio where we actually have our staff together. They're spread all over and we're practicing uh, social distancing. And um, in addition to that, as you can tell, we have all of our pastors here um, and leaders here uh, in um, the studio because we're gonna be praying together and seeking the Lord together. Pastor Josh LeBlanc is not here with us. He is away with his family. His wife, Susie, today is her birthday. Happy birthday, honey. We love you. And That's our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're not here with us tonight, um, but we're going to now focus on praying for our country. And I just want to say a couple of things. You know, um, we as leaders, we find ourselves um, leading in possibly some of the most turbulent uh, times, both spiritually emotionally and culturally in all of our adult lives. We've come to a time in our country that perhaps some of us have read about but never lived through. And we're living through some very, very difficult days. There's an upheaval in Chicago right now. Uh, obviously, uh, you've heard people are rioting. There are uh, parts of the church that are actually um, dividing. People even in the church are dividing. The leadership in our government in a lot of ways is actually devolving, just breaking down right before our eyes. And we want to be really honest and candid tonight. Frankly, I hear more anger and pride coming through the airwaves, social media, leaders, than wisdom and humility. And I want to pray for God's wisdom. And I know that wisdom comes when we humble ourselves, brothers and sisters. We need to get low so that God could speak to us and help us. But here's what I want to say before we actually begin to pray. This is a very, very important time for the church of Jesus Christ. As I speak of leadership, I speak to every Christian you are part of the royal priesthood. The responsibility to make an impact right now doesn't just lie upon my wife and I and the people in this room. It lies upon all of us because God wants you to reach certain people with the love of Jesus right here and right now. And so in these difficult times, we Christians need to dig down deep and get deep in God because we all have a very significant role to play. Here's what I wanna say, the Lord has chosen us to lead for such a time as this. You were born in the, in the plan of God to be alive at this moment so that you could shine for Jesus. We have to understand that. That's the mission, we've gotta shine for Jesus. 
I believe that the doors of the significant last days are opening. I won't be surprised if things get worse. But Christ in us, the hope of glory, can make us shine. And here's what I want to want to say before we start praying. I want to give you one verse. Here's a, a beautiful promise. In Matthew chapter 10, the Bible, these are the words of Christ. Here's what he said. He said, but when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your, spot, of your father speaking through you. Now, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we're all going to get arrested. But what I am saying is in turbulent times like these, we have a promise that says God can give us the words and the wisdom that we need for this hour. We can speak with the Father's heart. What we need is the Father's heart right now. The Father's heart. God might see things differently than we see with our pain and our hurt and that people around us see. And that's what we need right now. So here's what we're going to be. So I just want you to cling to that promise that God wants to put something fresh in your heart, something fresh in your mind. Let's open up. And let the Spirit of the Lord speak to us so that he can also speak through us. Could I get an amen? amen. Praise the Lord. So the first thing that we're going to do today is we're going to pray for all of those who are hurting. I got a phone call uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday from the president of North Central University in Minneapolis, a friend of mine. And um, he asked me to pray and he asked us to pray because George Floyd's funeral is going to take place on Thursday at the university. Um, the vice president is going to be there. President Obama is going to be there. Dignitaries, leaders from all over are going to be there. And we want to pray for that focal point. And we, I, I want to pray that God would use that moment in time to perhaps begin to bring healing rather than be another voice of outrage. So we want to pray for all of the families of those mourning. And listen to this. We need to pray also for the countless victims of acts of racism that occur every day in our nation and don't receive national recognition. You have to understand that for every person that does make the news, there are dozens that didn't make the news and their hearts are broken and their families are weeping. And, and what has happened right now is, is collectively speaking, the wounds of something that happened in someone's life uh, five years ago or two years ago or even 20 years ago, all of those wounds have been opened simultaneously. And so I've never seen so much pain and hurt in our country like I see right now. And we need to pray that God would move by his mighty power and bring healing. We're gonna have, we're gonna read a few verses. Chrissy is going to read first. And then Pastor James will read second. 
And then Pastor David will pray. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who will comfort us, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Psalm 34, 18, it says this, 18 and 19. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Yes, yes God. I want to read that again because it's so true. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted yes, Lord. and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all of them. Pastor Dave, would you lead us? Jesus, we come to you, O oh God, the bearer of our burdens. Yes, Lord. You take our cross, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, Lord, that all of our pains, all of our struggles, O oh God, Lord, not one of them escapes you, O oh God. Not one of them is outside of your heart yes. and outside of your vision, oh God. Yes, God. And Lord, our country Jesus. right now is in pain. Yes, our country Lord, is hurting. Yes, our country is angry. And God, we just pray that the Holy Spirit would bring healing. Hallelujah. We pray, oh God, Lord, that you'd go into cities. We pray that you'd go into Charlotte. We pray that you'd go into Denver and L.A., oh God, in New York. In Chicago, yes, oh God. Lord. We ask, oh God, Lord, that you'd go into Atlanta, oh God. Yes, we pray Lord. that you'd go to Tampa. Yes, Jesus, Lord. we pray that you'd go to every city. We pray Minneapolis, oh yes, God. God. We ask Lord. in the name of Jesus that the healing blood of Jesus would be released yes, in those places. Lord. We ask, oh God, Lord, that you, oh God, Lord, I think about Hagar, oh God. Lord, she was abused. And she ran into the desert, and the thing that she said after an encounter with you, she said, you are the God that sees. Yes, Lord. I pray, oh God, Lord, that every single person, oh God, I pray for George Floyd's family, yes, oh God. I pray that they would know that you see them, oh God. And that we as your body see them, oh God. Touch them. We pray, oh God, bring healing, bring restoration, oh God. We pray at that funeral, oh God, Lord, that, that healing would be distributed, Release, oh God. God Lord, that your God. spirit, oh God, would be released in a profound and a deep way, oh yes. God. That the enemy would not be able to wedge he his way not, in. And Lord, be able to perpetuate hate and anger yes, and bitterness Lord. and resentment, oh God. We pray that forgiveness would flow freely in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. That repentance would flow freely, oh God. Yes, Lord. We ask, oh God, Lord, even for 
Lord, all the people that are going to be watching that and in the, the people that are, that are watching all these events unfold, oh God. And Lord, the, the many people that experience racism on a day-to-day yes, basis, Lord. we pray bring healing to them. May Heal they know the that you see them, oh God. We pray, oh God, Lord, that you would stop hatred, oh God. Lord, we, oh God, Lord, as a church, we pray heal your church, in oh God. In Jesus, Lord. Where there's racism in the church, yes, Lord, Lord, we as your body, in we Jesus. repent on yes. behalf of that in the name of Jesus. We repent on behalf of our country in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Giving in to the ways of the enemy, oh God. Yes, Lord. Jesus, we're asking, oh God, Lord, bring healing and bring restoration. May every heart Especially in America, oh God, may every heart find healing in the name of Jesus. Jesus. You're the only answer. You're the only solution. And so, God, in this time, we look to you and we pray, oh God, have your way with us. Bring healing to us, oh God. Bring healing to your people, oh God. Bring healing to this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we're also going to pray for those that are overwhelmed by fear for their safety. One of the things that has been so saddening to me is growing up as a little boy hearing from my dad that the United States is the greatest country in all the world. And and now to hear people, they're afraid. They're afraid for their sons they're afraid in so many different ways and it's so heartbreaking that it's come to this we want to pray for those overwhelmed by fear for their safety and also for all of the pain that has divided our nation <clears throat> pastor jose is going to read and then pastor edgar is gonna pray pastor jose first chapter of second timothy verse seven says For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. In Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. And do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we come to you, Jesus. We come to you, Lord, Father God. And Lord, we lift up all of our people all over the place, oh God. Everyone, oh God, that is fearful right now, Father God. Holy Spirit, would you go to them, Lord? We pray for healing, a deep healing in their hearts and minds, oh God. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would, oh God, lift that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, oh God. Would you pour out your spirit upon them, God? And Lord, we pray, Lord, that wherever there is fear, Lord, that you would lift it off of people, Lord. We pray that there would be a lifting off of fear, Lord, Father God. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that there would be such a profound peace that's replacing that fear, Father God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that people would have the peace that surpasses all understanding, oh God. That it would guard their hearts, that it would guard their minds, oh God. Lord, we pray, Lord, right now for your people, Lord, Father God, that are experiencing all sorts of pain and suffering, oh God. Deep trauma, Lord. We ask, Father God, that you would heal them, Lord. 
Heal them, Lord. I pray for love to be poured out upon them, Father God. We pray for your love to be poured out upon them, oh God. Lord, heal the wounds that have been there for years, oh God. Heal the wounds, Lord, Father God. Lord, if there's wounds that have even been opened back up, oh God, you are able by your love to heal it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pour out your love, Lord, Father God. We pray, Jesus, that there would just be just love poured out upon families, oh God, that have been broken, oh God. Family that have been uh, just hurting, oh God. Families, oh God, all over the world, oh God, that have been impacted, oh God. By thus the, the hate, Lord, and the anger, Father God, and all of the things that have taken place, oh God. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would do it. We can't do it in ourselves, oh God. So Lord, we call upon you, oh God, to do it, Jesus. Meet people right where they're at, oh God. Whether it's in their living rooms or in the street, oh God, meet them right where they're at. Lord, we pray Jesus. that your love would grip their hearts yes, right now, Lord. Jesus. Oh grip their hearts, Jesus. Grip their minds, oh God. Lord, we pray for revelation of your love to open up their eyes, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that wherever they're at, oh God, that they would just sense a peace, Lord, and love. And Lord, replace fear yes, with faith, Lord. Lord. Faith in you. Faith, in, faith you, in you, Jesus. Faith in you, Lord. Lord, we love you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a God who answers our prayers, oh yes, God. Lord. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now we're going to pray for justice from our uh, government. We're going to pray for police reform and for righteous leadership. Before we do, I want to just say a couple of things about this, and then we're going to read some verses. First of all, we really need to pray for justice from our government instead of corruption and favoritism. There's so many uh, examples of this all over the place. I was talking with Pastor Jake and he was telling me that when he was in high school, this was before Christ. He got arrested with a, he and a friend got arrested. Pastor Jake obviously is white. His friend is African-American. Pastor Jake went before the judge and the sentence was immediately suspended. The other young man who didn't do anything worse, it took him two years after that to get his record expunged and he, he was living with this tension of how that, that would impact his future. We could give from small dozens upon dozens of examples of how we just lack justice from our government. Obviously, in light of what's happened over the last a uh, host of years, but especially in the last three or four concentrated years of the, the, the abuse of police officers. And this is so painful to me because we have police officers in our church, men and women of God, who are so, so godly. They are amazing public servants. And yet, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, this this uh, uh, abuse from law enforcement. The most painful hurt is from those who should be protecting. And God has to do something. And I have to, I have to tell you, brothers and sisters, we have to pray because uh, 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 we can shout. 
We can express our frustration, but we need God to change people's hearts. We need God to move in power and bring about real reform and give us the, the right solutions. How do you fix this? We need God to move in power. Help us, Lord. And then lastly, we need to pray for righteous leadership. I've been deeply saddened and grieved by the rhetoric just in the last week of, between our president and our mayor. And you gotta know something, I'm an authority guy. I believe in submitting to authority. I believe that authority is good. We're gonna pray about that. But when I hear uh, words coming from our leaders, our president and our mayor, that are no higher than just thugs talking in the street. I grew up in, in the hood. I, there was a park right down the block and, and uh, you, we never went in that park because it was so dangerous. But to me, I've, I heard higher thinking and higher expression, more intelligent conversation in that park than I'm hearing from our leaders right now. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's disgraceful. I'm so disappointed and so grieved by our leaders. And I respect them. I love our mayor. I love her. I want to pray for her. I love our president. I feel like we're supposed to pray for our leaders. And this is what we as Christians are called to do. The Bible says when we pray for our leaders, it will go well for us. I'm concerned about the world that my grandchildren are gonna grow up in. But we need God to move upon their hearts. Can I tell you, I really wish that people in Congress and people in the Senate, that people in the Supreme Court, that they would read, they would get the book, The Testament of Hope. It's, it's a compilation of writings of Dr. King's speeches and, and uh, his sermons. They need to hear how someone can express themselves with eloquence and, and godly sophistication. And, and they need to learn how to practice biblical decorum. These things are important to our children. And brothers and sisters, we must pray about this Instead of siding with Republican or Democrat, we need to pray for our leaders. And I, I just, I'm just overwhelmed. The Bible says like priests, like people. And you realize we shouldn't be surprised that our police officers are acting inappropriately when the leaders above them are acting inappropriately. So I want to pray now. I want to pray for a revival. But, but this goes beyond legislation. You just need to know, Dr. King, he understood that even though God used him to bring about a legal challenge, Dr. King, God used him to bend the will of of a nation that was practicing wickedness. He never dishonored the Lord with his words, 
but he did it. But he also knew that you can change laws, but now the bigger battle was before us, which was to change the hearts of men. That falls upon the church of Jesus Christ. This challenge, this problem is our problem. And we have to pray and ask God to move in power. I'm gonna pray for justice from our government. I will pray for righteous leadership. And, and uh, Heidi is going to, to pray for police reform. But first we're gonna have some verses read. Pastor Christian will read some verses and Pastor Jake will as well. Amos chapter five, verse 24 says, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. Psalm 89 verse 14 says this, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Proverbs chapter 11 informs us, the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. In James chapter two, it opens and instructs us that my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Okay, I'm gonna pray first and then Heidi will pray. Lord Jesus, we come before your mighty throne that we just talked about. The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, Lord. And it says that love and faithfulness go before you. And Lord, we pray for righteousness and justice, Lord God, in our government and in our leaders. We ask that you would take the leadership of our country, oh God. Lord, that you would bend their hearts toward what's right, oh God. You hate favoritism. Yes, favoritism is so ugly, oh God. It's demonic, Lord. God, we call upon your name, oh God. Would you bring justice, oh God? Would you move by your mighty power, God? Restore justice to the land, oh God. God, let right judgments be rendered and let them be rendered quickly, we pray, oh God. No more delay, oh Lord. No more pauses. Would you move by your mighty power, God? Lord, we've gone on our own, oh God. We've, we've separated us ourselves from you, but Lord, we repent and we say, come back, Jesus. Take charge, oh God, of, of the mind and the mouth of our president yes. and of all of our leaders, of, of, of congressmen and senators, oh God. God, take charge of the minds of the Supreme Court and all the courts, oh God. 
God, your mercy triumphs over judgment, O God. Let love and faithfulness go forth, Lord. God, move by your mighty power. Somehow redeem these times, O God. And restore justice to the land. God, we pray for our leaders. God, we don't come to you as Democrats or Republicans. We come as your children. And God, we ask, Lord, that for our sake, for the sake of our children and our grandchildren, we ask that you would bend the hearts of leaders. We ask that you would bend the mouths of leaders. God, let, let, let righteousness, Lord, let justice, God, flow from their tongues. Deliver them from this unholy, ungodly, debased rhetoric, oh God. Stop this ungodly rhetoric, Lord. Put leaders in front of our children that they could be proud of, we pray. Help us, Lord. Help us, we're looking above them to you. And we're asking you to do something. God, I pray that leaders would be convicted of their sinful talk. And Lord, we say that with all the love and humility in our hearts, God, sometimes leaders need to repent and we ask that they would repent. And God, we repent right along with them. Deliver us from favoritism of any kind. You hate dishonest scales. God, bring the equality that you love back to the church and back to our country. Bring it to this world, we pray. We know that with man, many things are impossible, but with you, Lord, all things are possible. So we thank you, Lord, for hearing our cry in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Heidi, would you pray for our police officers? Jesus, we love you, and we thank you that we can come to you as little children with problems that are too big for us, but that are easily fixed by you because you are omnipotent, you are ancient of days, you are high and exalted, you are the commander of the Lord of hosts. And so, God, we come in our weakness and call upon your power in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I lift up the police force to you, God. I lift up the system first, God. And Father, I pray where there is injustice, systemic injustice that has been entrenched for generations, things that have been bound by the enemy, corruption from the lowest to the highest levels, God. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would shatter those demonic strongholds, that the light of Christ would come and expose the darkness. We pray where there are demonic strongholds, demonic suggestions, demonic strategies and plans. Jesus, you said it is finished in the name of Jesus. You said that you put the enemy to open shame and that 
you triumphed over him. And so, Father, I pray today for the police system where there is a work of the enemy that they would be put to open shame and that the triumph of the cross would be revealed and that those things would be cast down. Father, I lift up those who are in positions of influence who can change the system. And, Lord, I pray if they have been quiet out of fear, out of cowardice, even out of a bullying spirit, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, you say you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And Father, I pray for a truth to sweep through that system, Lord. And where there is corruption, that people would have courage to speak up and to speak out and to fight against it using the influence that they have, God. Father, I pray for those who are commissioners and captains, those who are in positions that can cause radical change. And Lord, I ask if they have hearts that are full of sin or wickedness, if they are plagued by the sin of racism or hatred or anger, if they have been hurt, Father, I pray today that you would heal them, that you would heal them in the name of Jesus, heal their minds, heal their hearts, rip out demonic arrows that have lodged and rooted in them, Jesus. Pull them out so they can have mental clarity and mental freedom. Give them hearts that are moved by compassion. God, I think about how you change the heart of Pharaoh. You change the heart of the wicked and you can change the hearts of those who are bound by the grip of the enemy. And so Father, I lift this system to you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, you say in your word to ask for rain. You say ask for rain and that you will rain down and produce fruit. And so I ask for rain on the system today. I ask for heaven's rain to fall on every police force, God, from those in big cities like ours to the smallest in the most rural area. I ask for the rain of heaven to fall upon it right now, that you would release a healing rain, that you would release a rain that calms the fire of the enemy and brings fruit and brings growth and brings justice. And Lord, finally, I lift up the individuals on the police force to you. Father, I think of all of my brothers and sisters that know you, that serve and protect. And I pray, God, that you would make them radiant. You say in your word that those who look to you are radiant and their faces will never be put to shame. And I pray that you would use them as a mighty light in the darkness. Use them, Jesus, to bring justice to a system. Use them, Lord. And Father, I ask for the, the revival to fall among our policemen and our police women. Father, I pray that there would be a radical explosion of the gospel, that even now the gospel would run rampant through the police force, that even now policemen and women would fall to their knees like Paul did on the road to Damascus, and he would understand you, that he would meet, they would meet you, Jesus, and they would call upon your name and have salvation enter their hearts. God, even now I'm believing for revival to spark in every policeman and woman. And Jesus, we just thank you because you are a God of reformation. You are a God of justice. And Lord, we believe that even now things are being released in the spirit. You say that what we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what we loose on earth will be loose. And so we loose a spirit of justice and a spirit of heavenly and biblical reformation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, God, and we exalt you because we know it has already been done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Okay, now we're going to pray for the church. And 
As we go to pray for the church, I want to specifically speak to our church as well. And there are so many things that we could say we could be here for hours. But for the sake of tonight, I really want to focus on two fundamental principles. And let me say this, that when you're hit with a crisis and pain and turbulence, like we've been hit with, you have to anchor yourself with the Word of God. There are no other anchors. You've got to go to the Bible, and you've got to align your heart with the Word of God. We need to be led, to be guided, and to be directed by His Word. Let me hear a loud amen for that. It's very, very important. And so what I have to say is not exhaustive, but I think that these are two key points, and I want to make this super practical. Um, I'll give you some verses, but I want to start with, with, with very, very practical points. Here's the first one. Number one, we need to know that it's not the law, it's our people. It's not the uniform, it's the person. As you're watching the news, as you're looking on social media, as you are taking in all of this craziness, you have to keep clarity as a Christian, okay? I hope you saw that there have been, I saw them, police officers who are marching in protest saying, this is wrong. You know, it's not the uniform. It's the person in the uniform. It's not the laws. It's the people who are called to uphold the laws. And the reason why that's important is because if we're not careful, we can miss. So here's one of the questions I want to ask you. What did you see when you saw that vile image? I think in the last, let's say, 30 years, we have captured the most vile, wicked image in that police officer on top of that uh, African-American man with his knee on his neck and he's looking up. I think that that is arguably one of the most, since the 60s, one of the most vile images we have ever seen. But what did you see? Did you see a white man? Is that what you saw? Because if you saw a white man, you did not see correctly, okay? What you needed to see was a heart that was filled with sin and hatred. That was a sinful heart. The sinful heart, the hatred in that man's heart was also the same hatred that pulled the trigger on Memorial Day weekend in Chicago, 39 people were shot. It wasn't a color that pulled the trigger. It was a sin-filled heart. That same sinful hatred, brothers and sisters, filled the heart of some young man the same week the same week that all of this stuff was swirling in the news in regards to George Floyd, one of of the sons of a member of our church 
the two youngest come to the church. His, his younger teenage son got saved at our church, but the older teenage son has not gotten saved and we've been trying to reach out to him. And so he, and he hasn't been coming to church. Well, he was in, a, in an alley, I think less than a mile from, from this moment, from this place, from our church. And he was in an alley buying a vaping pen or pipe, whatever it's called, for $30. And something happened with the pen or the pipe and it didn't work and they got into an argument. And a guy pulled out a knife and he stabbed him in the heart. And he's, and he's gone. He killed our boy, 16 years old. Pastor Jose did the funeral yesterday. Sin and hatred is our problem. Brothers and sisters, what we need to understand is that sin is the virus and Jesus is the cure. That's what one of my friends said. And yes, it, there has, this has been a systematic problem. Yes, we have rampant racism in our country, but we can't legislate our way out of this. We need God to change people's hearts. And as a Christian, you have to have that clear because if you don't, it's so easy to miss. We can fall into faulty thinking that even leaders throughout history have fallen into. Please listen closely. Moses made this mistake. Listen to this in Acts chapter 7. The Bible says when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being mistreated by an Egyptian. Back then it wasn't black and white. Back then it was Egyptian against Israelite. It depends on what part of the world that you're in. You know why? Because the sin problem is universal to the heart of man. So it says he saw one of them being mistreated by an, an Egyptian. So he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them but they did not. Now what we have to understand is that Moses thought that God was using him, but God wasn't using Moses that way. You see, to kill the Egyptian, it's so easy to wanna kill, to be angry, to strangle that person who's not like us and who perpetrated this hideous crime. But what Moses needed to do, brothers and sisters, is he needed to go and get before God. Okay, he needed to get before God and he needed to hear from God. He needed the wisdom of God and the strategy of God and he needed the power of God to bend the will and break the back of Pharaoh. That was the only way that his people would be set free. Brothers and sisters, we need God to step in and set our people free. We need Jesus to step in and set our people free. And we cannot give in to the enemy's tactic. Here's the enemy's tactic. It's to undermine authority and to divide God's people. If Satan can get you looking sideways at your brother and sister because they look different or they sound a little different right now, 
You've, you've been sucker punched by Satan. It's not the law, it's not the uniform. Please listen to what I'm saying. We have to understand that authority is good because authority comes from God. If we allow our hearts to be filled with hatred and anger towards authority, there will be absolute anarchy, lawlessness. That comes from Satan. We've prayed, God, change our authority. But we cannot allow our eyes to get on the wrong target, which is why, by the way, that I'm very careful about the way we post. I do not believe that outrage posts, especially from leaders, is helpful to the people. If I post my outrage, even though I feel outrage, if I post my outrage, I can motivate someone in my congregation to do something very, very wrong as Moses did. We have a grave responsibility for what we put out there. Our responsibility is to put out Jesus. The last thing we do, we need to, need to be doing is stirring up anger in people. Look, if this was a black, white, brown problem, then everybody would just hate everybody. Would you please look around this room right now? We are brothers and sisters. This is not fake. We live and work together every single day. You come to our church. People get hugged. It doesn't matter what color they are. We're not checking your bank account before you get a hug here. We just love you. We love you because God has first loved us. So number one, Brothers and sisters, do not allow the enemy to get your eyes on the wrong target. Don't let it happen. Very, very important. Number two, number two. Anger and blame bring division. Forgiveness and prayer bring healing. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Yeah. I'm talking to you as your pastor right now. Please guard your heart. We cannot guard your heart for you. Please protect your heart. Listen also, what, what James says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Why? It's because anger, listen to this. How do we have it here? Because human anger. You know, everyone say human anger. Human Don't anger. confuse God's anger with your anger. There's a big difference. And there's a different responsibility, okay? And there's a different authority. So it says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And so we have to tame our anger. We cannot give in to anger and we cannot give in to blame right now. A lot of people 
feel like they will feel better if they will blame and if they could kind of project their anger onto someone else. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to feel better. And we're not going to honor Jesus this way. I've got one more from, from James. Listen to this. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving. The reason why I told you to take notes is because you have to meditate on these things so that they can help you process your world. Okay, here's a, here's a powerful, holy, godly checklist. Are you operating in the wisdom of God or are you operating in the arm of the flesh? Brothers and sisters, please do not get in the flesh. Don't use the arm of the flesh. So watch. It says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. If we're going to protest, and I believe there's a place for protest, let's make sure that when we protest, we do it under the wisdom of God. Dr. King taught us how to protest. We have an incredible example in him and in the way they did it. You know, one of the hardest things to do as a pastor is to ask people to suffer. But the Bible asks us to suffer. Jesus said, so let's go over this. The same anger and hatred that killed George Floyd is the same anger and hatred that killed our boys on the south side or the west side. And that's the same anger and hatred that killed our boy, 16 years old. It was the same anger and hatred that nailed Jesus to the cross. No different. And what did Jesus say? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As servants of Christ, that is our calling. Sometimes we suffer. I don't like asking you to suffer, but we're going to heaven one day. Jesus is coming back for us one day. And if we suffer with him, we will reign with him, the Bible says. I want to reign with Jesus on that day. We have to be willing to suffer. I'm not saying that we take all of this sitting down. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that as servants of Jesus Christ, even when people hurt us, we have to forgive them. And if we don't forgive them, there will be no voice of reason. If we don't love our enemies, there will be no healing. There will be no voice of reason. So you don't want to say things that you're going to have to take back when you stand in front of the person who's lived like your enemy. You want to be wise. Just a little bit more. Here's the last thing. Jesus said this. Jesus said, they'll know 
By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you, come on, say it with me, love one another. We have to love each other. Can I tell you something? No one in the church is gonna handle this perfectly. I certainly don't know how to handle this. Right? How do you handle this perfectly? I don't know how. I'm asking God for wisdom every day. My wife and I, we just love people. We opened up the doors of this church and we always said, Lord, we don't care what color people are. When they walk through the doors of the church, let them feel the love of God. That's been the very beginning. That's the way it's always been. My house has been called the house of prayer for all nations. If we start accusing each other, if we start coming at each other, if we get divided, if we lose our love, let me say it one more time. Brothers and sisters, if we lose our love, we lose our witness, we lose our authority, our credibility, guess what? If we lose our love, especially for one another, we lose everything. So if your brother lets you down or your sister lets you down in this time of crisis, if they don't handle this the way you think they ought to handle this, please be godly and love. Please be forgiving because we're all on this very challenging, difficult journey trying to do what's right, trying to honor God and glorify his name. I know I've said a lot, but I want to close with... Um, a quote from Dr. King. And um, I actually read this last night. And I think it's really appropriate to this moment. Listen to this. Whatever the cause, God has been profoundly real to me in recent months. In the midst of outer danger, I have felt an inner calm and known resources of strength that only God could give. God gave him strength and calm, and that's what we need. Listen to this. He said, in many instances, I have the, felt the power of God, of God transforming the fatigue of despair into the buoyancy of hope. May the fatigue of despair be transformed into the buoyancy of hope. Jesus, if you did it for him, you can do it for us. You can lift our hearts. You can strengthen our souls. You can give us kingdom resolve, oh God, like you gave Dr. King. Let me go on just a little bit more. He said, I am convinced that the universe is under the control of a loving purpose. And that in the struggle for righteousness, man has a cosmic relationship. We have a relationship with the one that is greater than the governments, greater than the cities, greater than the globe. We have a cosmic relationship. We have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is with us. He's with us. He's with us right here and right now. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have to cling to him. We have to bow our hearts until we find him. Listen, the harder the days get, we're going to pray now. Sometimes the longer it takes to find the peace of God in his presence. 
Can I encourage you to stay in his presence a little longer? Can I encourage you to, to go into the prayer closet and to wait until you've gotten the clarity from God? Until you can look past the news and you can look past the rhetoric and look past the hate and look past the anger and have the mind of Christ. We're going to pray now. And you know, I, I heard something. I'm going to ask all of our leaders to stand. I heard that for this coming Thursday, the mayor of Minneapolis has suspended social distancing for two hours so that they could fill that room and get as many people into George uh, Floyd's funeral. And um, I don't have the authority to do this, but we're gonna suspend social distancing right now. I don't, yeah, I'm married to you, I don't need to put it. <laughs> so we're gonna suspend social distancing for the next few moments. If you're with your loved ones and you could take their hand, take their hand. If you're not, lift your hands to Jesus. I want men everywhere lifting up holy hands, the Bible says. Pastor Christian is gonna pray for our hearts and our minds. He's gonna pray for the church that we would stand and take our place. The church has to stand. We have to stand tall and glorify Christ. Yes. Pastor Christian, would you pray? Yes. Father, we come to you today with broken and contrite hearts. And Lord, we just confess our utter need for you in yes, all Lord. things. Lord, your word says that we don't even know what to pray for as we ought. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we confess our need for even your spirit to help us to pray, God, even beyond, Lord, our time together tonight. And Father, oh God, Lord, we just open up our hearts as vessels for you to pour your spirit in yes, us afresh and anew. Jesus. We ask, oh God, Lord, that you would use us as, as agents of peace and yes. of love and of blessing, oh God. Lord, that you would use our hands to build up and not to tear down. Yes, that you would use our words, oh God, to bring, Lord, life and not death. And Lord, for the ways that we have contributed to the problem, God, we just, we just ask for your forgiveness, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We ask, oh Lord, that you would turn our hearts, that you would turn our minds towards your will and your ways. And, and Lord, we just repent in this moment. And we ask, God, that you would illuminate the path that leads to yourself. Yes, Lord That Jesus. your word would be yes, a, a lamp Lord. unto our feet and a light unto our path, yes, Jesus, as Lord. we seek to follow you, O oh God. Guide us, show us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to be what you intended for us to be as the body of Christ. You said, by this shall men know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Lord, by your spirit, would you fill our hearts afresh with love, oh yes, God. You Lord. said that judgment begins at the house of yes, God. And Lord, when Lord. you visit us, oh God, let, 
oh God, Lord, us not be seen doing the things that are being conducted in the world, oh God. Let them not even be named among us. But Lord, let your house be a place of refuge. Let your house be a place of safety. Let your house be a place of prayer. Let your house be a place where love is given freely. Freely we have received and freely we will give in the name of Jesus. Yes. Lord, let justice and righteousness flow like a river in yes, our midst, O oh God. In our dealings with one another, O oh God, let us not harbor grudges, O oh God, or bitterness, O oh Lord. But teach us again how to forgive one another as you forgave us. Yes, Lord. And Lord, as healing takes place in your body, O oh God, we pray, Lord, that you would use us as ambassadors for yes, your heavenly Lord. kingdom in yes, this world. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of heaven, O oh God. Lord, we are in the world, but not of the world. And God, we embrace our heavenly vocation to show Jesus to this world. God, even when we're hurting, even when we're frustrated, even as we're suffering, as was said, Lord, we consider the present sufferings, O oh God, incomparable to the glory that you will reveal. And Lord, we labor, we strive, we work, O oh God, Lord, for that day, the day when you will come, when you will set all things right, O oh God, when your kingdom, Lord, will truly come and your will will truly be done on earth as it is in heaven. But Lord, we don't want to forfeit the opportunities to influence, oh God, the culture of this world with the culture of the kingdom of yes, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. So Lord, would you give us that wisdom, Lord, that James was talking about. Help us to be peacemakers in every respect. Yes, Lord. Help us, oh God, to be your image bearers in every way. And help us, oh God, to demonstrate the love, Lord, that covers a multitude of sins. Yes, Lord. Lord, would you heal us as the body of Christ? Would you allow us as your body, as your hands and feet, to be agents of healing? Yes, Lord. Jesus, we know that you are building your church yes, and that the gates of hell yes. will not, nor will they ever prevail yes, against it. Lord. So God, we go from this moment, oh God, not in despair, not with heads, oh God, that are downtrodden, oh God, but with heads raised high yes, because Lord. you are the hope of the world. Yes, you are the hope of glory yes, and you Lord. live inside of us. So we pray that the life of God would be expressed, oh God, every day, every, everywhere, oh God, that your people find themselves. Yes, in Minnesota, Lord. in Atlanta, in yes, New York, Jesus. in Los Angeles, and right here in the city of Chicago. Lord, let your light shine in the midst of every darkness. Yes, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let us labor, God, as one man contending for yes, the faith. Lord. As we strive to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Jesus, we love you. And we ask, oh Lord, that you would even deepen our affection for you and deepen our affection for one another. We love you, Jesus. We honor you and we give you glory in your name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Tonight, Pastor Christian prayed what I was going to close this meeting with. He prayed according to 1 Peter 4 verse 7 and 8. Read that tonight. It's 1 Peter 4, verses 7 and 8. Listen to this. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and be of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, 
love each other deeply. Yes, Lord. Because love covers a multitude yes. of sins. I'm so thankful tonight for the love I feel on the set. There's a couple people behind the camera. But God, this is a representation of what God has done and only God can do. And God wants to do something so special in your heart as you even turn off the computer, turn off the TV tonight. He wants to visit you with his presence. Yes. He wants to turn your morning into dancing. Yes. He wants to replace sorrow and grief with great peace. And then the world will know we're Christians because we're full of his love, full of his peace, and somehow, because of him, full of his joy. So tonight, we send you off with a blessing. We say, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You can be sure of it. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Don't let us go. Come on Sunday, 830, 10:30, 12:30. Go to church somewhere, but we invite you to be with us this coming Sunday. Can't wait to be with you. Come ready to worship. Come ready to pray. We love you. God bless you. God bless you. We love you.